Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Priest of Dispatches channel. Where have you been? Well, you're in the right place now. Uh, the date is the 28th of January 2022. And this is episode 14 of the After Dinner Chat series. As always, please like and subscribe. Um, leave any messages below. And for those that feel they can, um, share the podcast with your friends. And if you want to leave a tip, you can find the link in the description below. Okay. Um, so this week, our guest, let me, uh, let me bring him in here to... Uh, See if we can get this right. This week, our guest, Bruce Holt. Congratulations, Bruce. Uh, a round of applause there. Or some of you may know him from TikTok as Holy Apostate. And we're going to see some of his TikToks later. Um, but Bruce's kind of one-line uh, claim to fame is that he was excommunicated for a single Facebook post. Now, I have posted, this is probably the longest Facebook post you've ever met, you know, all these videos and everything, and not a peep, um, but Bruce must have been, I don't know if you've got like some massive reach or something, um, but the church was really scared of your Facebook post, but we'll get <laughs> there. Welcome, Bruce. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to be here. Awesome. Where are you coming to us from? northern colorado northern colorado and in the uh, good old us of a in the rocky mountains you say that like it's a, a good thing the good old us of a <laughs> you know we've yeah well uh, definitely opinions may vary globally and and i've heard many opinions so that's that's fine yeah well we we you're there so that we can um feel good about ourselves you know or at least at least when trump was there we could now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but we we enjoy we've got boris you know he um and you're well, welcome to him yeah well someone said something to him this week about uh some accusation it's all all parties lockdown parties and yeah. he replied to an accusation by saying it is total rhubarb and that's what I love about the British, the British political system, that mudslinging comes to uh, obscure British words and uh, and how you know how you can use them. Who can be the most pompous, um, yellow-bellied whiff-waff? No, Al <laughs> Alana saying hi. Hello, Alana. She's all the way in uh, Scotland, so we are across the globe. Okay. So Bruce's story begins. Um, if any of you are a fan of Bruce on TikTok, and you can see the the link to his TikTok below, you'll know all this already, because he's done an awesome job in putting together um, his story in, in short little tidbits. But we're we're going to pick out some of those um, tidbits. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of getting like a board with guest names on it because um, 
to to kind of wear as a badge of honor because we've had margaret toscano with um history all the way uh genealogy all the way back to the pioneers um we've had uh beth and beaver who her great 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 grandfather was heber c kimball um and now we've got yourself a sixth generation mormon is that is that on both sides um yeah i think so um my third great grandfather was james holt and he uh, converted in johnson county illinois and moved up to nauvoo that's on my uh, my holt line back my uh, on my mom's side we kind of switched back and forth through the you know spouses husband wife husband you know back up to Oliver Boardman Huntington, he of Lunar Inhabitants fame. Wow. <laughs> lunar Inhabitants so fame. He's a third great-grandfather back up my tree. Awesome. Well, I think it's great because um, my uh, I'm a second-generation Mormon pretty much on both sides. And, yeah. In fact, though, my dad, he's a big gene genealogy fan, and he'll come to me every now and then, and he's come to me and said, we've got Julius Caesar. Then he came to me and said, we've got Pocahontas. Um, and now his claim to fame is he's found some way that somewhere one of our ancestors left uh, Liverpool to go to the New World and is somehow related to Lucy Mac Smith. Now, if if you were to draw this out on a spider diagram, I'm assuming there'd be about a hundred thousand little connections he's had to go through on Ancestry.com to do that. But yeah, Joseph Smith, right here, boom. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, through Lucy Max Smith as well. And interestingly enough, uh, one of my best friends, that, well, my best friend in high school, was uh, his surname was Mac. So I, I told him at one point that we were probably related. We're probably cousins. That is what it yeah. is. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, we'll go on Ancestry now and make that connection, and it will be about as truthful as a lot of other things that you find on Ancestry.com. <laughs> yeah. Would... yeah, according to that, I'm probably related to most of the current Q15. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I once clicked back all the way, all the way up bored tbm as i was and was really impressed that once you get to the bible it all just kind of auto populates back to adam and eve and you're like wow in in an actual pedigree chart adam and eve <laughs> would you adam and eve it okay yeah black and white doesn't always reflect reality yeah so a big part of your story um and for anyone who again wants to read uh bruce's story you can go to mormonthink.com um, and bruce's story is featured there um the link to that is as well down in the description below as we priest of dispatches we like to give you all the reference material so your story um as a child one of nine 
No, I'm the oldest of six. My mom is That's the oldest it. of nine. Yeah. There we go. So you were the oldest of six. I'm uh, second youngest of six, so I can relate to how crazy the house would have been. Um, and the interesting thing about you was that you were not, as you call it, a bick. You were not uh, born in the covenant. Correct. The rest of my siblings were. The uh, reason that story is the way it is is because my father, now we should have a straight line from James Holt, my third great-grandfather, lived in Nauvoo, came across the plains, pushing a handcart, took him 10 years. But uh, there should be a straight line of members to me. And there are, but my grandfather, my dad's dad, went inactive. My father was not raised in the church. Okay. In his own biography that he wrote, um, he says that he uh, became a Mormon by osmosis. Well, he grew up in Springville, Utah. And, uh, you know, that's part of Utah County. It's near Provo, Utah, where BYU is. It's a uh, high Mormon population. So, the kids that he went to school with were all Mormons, and he ended up being invited to primary and then as a young man to uh, MIA and things like that, you know. So he grew up around them, and in high school, he decided he would join, so he was baptized. And it was my mother's father who baptized him. They were kind of high school sweethearts later on in their high school career, probably junior, senior years, last two years. And so um, it was my mom's dad who baptized my father. And so that reconnected the links okay. back into the church. Oh, and then someone will have said that that was the spirit working, you know. Uh, it was common sense not working. <laughs> <laughs> No, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so at what point were you then sealed to your parents? Because if you if you were the one that wasn't born in the covenant and the other five were, was there a moment where you and where where you all went to the temple? Uh it would have been when I was uh less than a year old. Um, okay. I was born my parents uh were I think were married civilly in May. 1954. I was supposed to be born in February of 1955, but in November of 1954, my mom slipped on some stairs, November 14th, and I was born November 15th. Okay. So I was a preemie. I was very, very small. I spent my first couple of weeks in an incubator, and there was a question as to whether I would survive or not. Well, apparently that question has been answered and has been the answer for 67 years. Yeah. But uh, in September of 1955, my parents went to the temple and had their endowments, and then I was sealed to them at that time. The rest of my siblings were all born in the covenant. Okay. Awesome. And your, I guess your um, upbringing in church, other than that, was pretty much, as I like to call it, the cookie-cutter uh, Mormon upbringing. Uh, you served a mission. Randomly enough, your mission was Spanish-speaking to Australia. Yeah. 
In Sydney, yes. Were, were there a lot of Spanish-speaking people in Sydney at the time? There were enough that I think ultimately, and, and I don't know for sure, but I think ultimately there were five branches that were created that were Spanish-speaking branches. Okay. I know of one specifically and uh, that was attached to the, it was a dependent branch to the, the uh, South Harbor Ward in uh, Eastlake, mascot area on the South Harbor side of, uh, of Sydney. And uh, yeah, there were, there were plenty of uh, Spanish speaking people to, uh, to teach. Although we spent most of our time tracting, knocking on doors to mm. find them. Yeah, so, don't you know it? Um, oh, and yeah. my mission president was Earl C. Tingy, if anybody knows that name. He's not, not myself. Uh, he um, was one of the seven presidents of 70 for a while. Okay. Um, he's emeritus status now. Did you he's like him? Living. Oh, yeah. Great man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, th I think if, if my mission president was called as um, anything again, I'd, yeah, that, that'd just be awful. The guy was, we, we weren't friends, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but when I used to talk about me, so you served your well, mission. I, and I left from, from, for my mission from Bountiful, Utah, but came back to Centerville, Utah, which is the, the town just north of Bountiful, Utah. And uh, Earl Tingey was uh, was raised in Centerville, so he had family there. Okay. Uh, we'll just haul Doug Vincent over the coals slightly. He's late. Um, Doug, you've missed the lottery numbers for tomorrow night, and we won't be repeating them. So you missed out. Um, and just a quick shout-out to Alana, who this week is moderating the chat in case we get any uh, bots again, like last week, taking over. <laughs> they, they absolutely destroyed us. Um, they just came in and, and just filled the chat with all sorts of crap. So, well, thank you, Alana. Yeah, Alana's there to uh, boss me around. So, came back off your mission, and you did... Mm -hmm. Where did you return to, geographically? I returned to Centerville, Utah. Oh, North of Salt Lake City. That would explain why you got married in four months. <laughs> yeah, well, I returned in April and was married in August. Did you know your wife before, or did you meet her when you got back off your mission? Yeah, I, I had met her before, and we wrote to each other while I was out there. But uh, it, it wasn't that she was waiting for me. She... Um, she even spent four months at BYU Hawaii and had a good time. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I got you beat because I got married eight weeks after I got back off my mission. And, uh, mm. yeah, here in the UK. So, but you would, I think for myself, I'm still with my wife. Um, but I think we'd, we'd been together maybe five years by that time. Um, the bot has arrived. <laughs> We've been together five years or so. So we knew each other quite well. And um, the gospel wasn't all that we were based on. Um, 
and I understand for yourself, it didn't didn't go amazingly well. No, um, no. Uh, she was uh, very pleasant, and and it, we had uh, a great time dating, and and so on, and and so uh, she seemed like just the perfect gal. She was tall. Um, I am or have been now that I'm 67. I'm about this much shorter than I used to be, but uh, I used to be six feet tall even, and she was about uh, five, almost five ten, so fairly tall. And uh, attractive, and seemed to have everything going for her. After we got married. Even while we were still on our honeymoon, I started seeing evidences of some what I would call control freak characteristics. That's what I would have termed them way back then. Control freak characteristics. Nowadays, they diagnose her probably with some narcissistic tendencies. Uh, I had two therapists later on uh, tell me that she was probably narcissistic in many ways, but uh, because she wouldn't come in and participate in therapy with me, they could not provide an, uh, you know, a, a proper diagnosis. Yeah. And it's, but it's... in their interactions with her and trying to get her to come in and talk about me and, and that uh, they, they, both of them determined that uh, she had some narcissistic tendencies at the very yeah. least. Okay. Well, we don't need to dwell on her because this is about you and this is supposed to be fun. Uh, but I thought it's some good context. And Doug, whoever you knew who got married on their way home from their mission, um, are they still together? And what what was the, I mean, did he just meet her? Was he passing through Las Vegas? Um, we need more information on that one. But. Yeah, that that would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, like how does that even happen? Um, yeah. because you've you've definitely. I remember seeing my wife for the first time after my mission. She'd waited two years, and you know I'd got missionary goggles on. She was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. But every girl at that point was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. You know what I mean? So isn't it amazing how that happens? Yeah, you just you you really will settle for, you know, less than usual. Well, and conversely, apparently they settled for me because I mean, look at this mug. What, would you ever marry that? <laughs> I, I Not you fit. personally. I plead the fifth. <laughs> well, someone did twice, so. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, and I even had a relationship between the marriages. So. Yeah. Well, it's that relationship that led to your first excommunication. That's right, people. That's correct, because we live together without the benefit of marriage. That's right. Bruce is the ultimate overachiever. Feel like yes, if I can't get excommunicated one way, I'll try another. <laughs> yeah, it, but you know what? It's, it's, I've got a friend who was excommunicated and then rebaptized and has now left the church. Um, and, and wants to have his records removed. And I talked to him and I'm like, all the crap you had to go through getting excommunicated the first time, you know, all of the, the shit that they dragged you through. 
yeah and the pain of repentance yeah you know mm -hmm. the because when you're in it it is almost a physical pain you know i've i've been through the repentance process and i'm sure being excommunicated as a tbm is just unbearable it's marvelous for family relationships i'm i'm sure i'm sure it went very well you know <laughs> the black sheep yeah yeah but, but you did get rebaptized um, in in 91 and married your, your second wife and you're still together now and going over good. 30 years congratulations i feel like yeah, um, thank you what, what have we got for you we've we've got something there you go <laughs> i've paid for the little box so i'm going to use it guys yeah, there you go <laughs> i appreciate it Oh dear. Oh, uh, Doug has let us know. Okay, so yeah, he had a picture made of his fiance. Oh, a picture made, and his fiance did the same. A photographer photoshopped him in, and they had announcements made. They got married in the SLC <laughs> on his way home. Oh my god! Oh, that that's a story you need to get a hold of. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, if if you know this person, like I don't care if where they are on their journey, I need to speak to them. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that'd be a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, only in Utah. Only in Utah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been rebaptized, but yep. then. It takes... I got rebaptized in August and was was married in September. So your current wife was TBM at the time. Yes. And how is that now? Um, she is still TBM. Yeah. So I'm in a mixed faith marriage. Fantastic. But uh, after I was excommunicated, she said that if anybody gives you any trouble for for regarding this. Just send them to me and I'll set them straight. You know, that's fantastic because... Uh, so, so she's many... got my back. Yeah, no, awesome. But what happens next makes you famous in another way that I don't think many of us can claim. And that is you became the topic of a general conference talk. Um, and yeah. This is, this is the first time I've been able to handle in the flesh actual proof of a general conference talk because usually they give these talks about nameless faceless people and um you you can never actually check what happened you know when russell m nelson says that he i don't know skateboarded down the half pipe and got to the deacon on the other side who wasn't coming to church and you know, impressed him with his moves. You, you can't really find that deacon, but we have you here yeah. in the flesh. Um, yeah, well, so, as, as, but, best, as best I know, because uh, I do have to offer a caveat that uh, the story he told, he did not name me by name and he never contacted me. He never got permission from me or anything like that. But I got called by my mother and other relatives saying, Elder Anderson just talked about you. He told your story. 
And, uh, you know, and I was thinking the same thing as he was talking because it fit. He was truthful in that story. He didn't exaggerate. He didn't change anything. He gave uh, the salient details uh, and they matched exactly to my well, own experience. He's the one who actually uh, restored my blessings uh, before he was an apostle. He was an yeah. area president. So it was it was Neil L. Anderson, and it was it was ten years between you being rebaptized and having your priest of blessings restored. So yeah, that that talk was about uh, eight years actually. Yeah, and he gave okay. that in October conference, the Saturday afternoon session in two thousand nine. Well, let's welcome uh, Elder Anderson, and let's let's. Um... Yeah, let's listen to what he's got to say. All right. Years ago, I was asked to meet with a man who long before our visit had a period of riotous living. As a result of his bad choices, he lost his membership in the church. He had long since returned to the church and was faithfully keeping the commandments, but his previous actions haunted him. Meeting with him, I felt his shame and his deep remorse at having set his covenants aside. Following our interview, I placed my hands upon his head to give him a priesthood blessing. Before speaking a word, I felt an overpowering sense of the Savior's love and forgiveness for him. Following the blessing, we embraced and the man wept openly. Wow. That's exactly how it happened. That that is exactly how it happened. Perfect. So I I think that's pretty good uh, proof right there. That Riotous was at a, a conference in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, I was in a Denver stake at the time, and my stake president called me and said, "Man, you've been working a long time to get back in. Have your temple or temple blessings restored. Uh, we have." a state conference in Pueblo, and we got the guy who wants to do it for you. Can you go? And I said, yes, sir. And down I went. Um, after being married to my wife, of course, there's more to the backstory of that and why I ended up going back to church. Because I had been excommunicated for adultery, it wasn't over doctrinal concerns or church history or things like that. I still had those beliefs. But uh, the uh, my 12-year marriage to a semi-narcissist, control freak, whatever you want to call her, tore me down so much that I was so depressed and so distraught and, and torn up that I did not care about anyone or anything, least of all myself. And so in that, that emotional uh, state, I attempted a suicide. Uh, admittedly half-heartedly because I still love living and, and uh, it, it of course did not uh, go to completion but the attempt was made and so in that state of mind it took me a long time to rebuild and 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 overcome all the damage all the trauma that that I had undergone in that 12-year marriage so um, that first ex excommunication 
uh, I worked hard to try and get back into the church. The, the baptism was easy. That was the easy part. I met all the requirements required to, to get back uh, into the church, but it took eight more years afterwards, and, and actually was 10 years after my excommunication before I had my priesthood blessings restored. And there was a, 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 a 70 that I, I saw, a doc, or, uh, an elder, oh, I should remember his name, oh, Elder Fowler that I spoke with. He was a 70 in the, in the 90s at some point. And uh, he was just a hard ass. My wife almost, I, I think she would have left the church uh, over that meeting with him because he was he didn't want to listen to me. His mind was made up. He was judgmental. There was absolutely nothing I could have done, said, to get me back in the church or to get my priesthood blessings restored. And, and so I had to wait several more years, yeah. uh, probably another half decade. Or so, and and then, in working with my bishops and stake presidents after that, uh, ultimately, in 2000, actually, my priesthood blessings were restored in 2001. So it wasn't nine years or eight years; they were restored in 2001. Okay. Well, let's see, 1989 to 99. So it was a dozen years. I okay. guess after my excommunication that I was finally. Okay. Before we yeah, move on. I'm trying to do math in my head and I'm an old guy. So you got to pardon fine. that. It's fine. Before oh. we move on, um, just for uh, around, obviously we just mentioned suicide and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. For anyone that might be struggling, I've just popped a link in the chat uh, for the Samaritans where you can find more uh, help. Um, but everyone speak you know um we can we can hold each other up okay and i thank those who are commiserating with me and and telling me that that was rough or they know how i felt i yeah. I, I really appreciate that that's a, a a sad and uh regretful and depressing part of my life and i'm glad it's well behind me now so yeah i'm, I'm not worried about that anymore so my question would be, when it says, had your priesthood blessings restored, what what does that consist of? What blessings have you lost? Obviously, you lost everything being excommunicated, but you re were rebaptized and were reconfirmed a member of the church. So is that all that you have? Are you? Yes. Yes, that, that that's it. Um when uh, Elder Nielsen uh, called me down to Pueblo and we sat in a, in a room, some classroom off to the side somewhere, um, I guess he had spoken at that conference. So there, there wasn't anybody around. It was just he and my wife and I. Uh, we talked for a bit. He, he kind of uh, very quietly and sincerely interviewed me and uh, then he put his hands on my head just like he said and and gave me a blessing just like any other priesthood blessing it was there was nothing formal or 
memorized or anything like that that I know of. Uh, he just, he, in the blessing, he told me that all of my blessings of the temple were restored. Okay. All of my blessings, all of my ceilings, all, all, all of my ordinations, all of that was all restored. So it was as if I had not been excommunicated. And I was back to that point just before excommunication. But the Mormon church never forgets. They're like an elephant in that respect. Uh, yeah, well, I think I carried an annotation on my membership yeah. record. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. Because... Asterisk up there saying, mm, it... yeah, yeah. Beware this guy. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll quote all of the, um, you know, <coughs> pardon me, repentance, you know, makes um, as, as white as snow, like whatever it was. Um, but yeah, no, that annotation stays. They will know what you've done. Even yeah. if you've repented of it, even if Jesus has forgotten, the church does not. So what can you do? So you... Jesus? Who's, who's, who's he? <laughs> Jesus. Well, in, in my last interview yeah, the, Matthew church, Gill, the church doesn't focus on Jesus. You know, they, they don't focus on Jesus. So, yeah. What do you mean? It's in the name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You know. Oh, yeah. You, you've okay. got to remember that. How many fast and testimony meetings did you go to where it's just ne the only mention was in the name of Jesus Christ, amen? Oh, innumerable. Yeah. It was always Joseph. Joseph. Or if it wasn't Joseph, it was, oh, I saw a roller skating duck this week and it really made me feel yeah. the spirit. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Okay. So well, up until 2013, then you were attending church. You were um, first assistant in the high priest group. You'd been gospel doctrine teacher. And I think I've been in the elders corn presidency prior. And I, I mean, my, my career has been like anybody else in the church. I've, I've been in, I've been uh, in the Cub Scouts. I've been in the Boy Scouts. I've been uh, uh, in the elders corn. I've been in the high priest once I was made a, you know, once I grew old and mature, I uh, <laughs> became a high priest. And uh, so, yeah, at the, in 2013, I was the first assistant to the high priest group leader. Okay. My and, responsibility was over group instruction. And, and that's where it went wrong because yeah. um, the Sunday school course coming up that year was Doctrine, Covenants, and Church History. Yes. And... Um, Bruce works in IT, everyone. So if we've got an IT problem and you've already switched it off and switched it back on and you still have the problem, contact Bruce. <laughs> Actually, I do work for a global software company right now and uh, in their tech support, but I was a developer for the product that I support for many years. And so, so I, I know the product in and out. Your other problems I might not be able to address as okay. well. But. Oh, Doug's an IT guy as well. So oh, we, should, good. 
get a little club going. Uh, yeah. That, there's, I'm sure there's a TV show in that. That IT guy. <laughs> yeah. 